Before we get into today's episode of the Rise to the Top, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, HubSpot, that makes Rise possible. And they've got something very cool and free for you today. They've got an ebook titled 101 Awesome Marketing Quotes. And this is so important, whether you're a mediapreneur of any kind, you're a blogger, you're a podcaster, you're a show host, you're a video blogger, whatever it is, not only are you creating that awesome content, you got to get it out there. Come on, we all know that. Marketing is one of those massive heads. Gary Vaynerchuk says it is the queen. If content is the king, marketing is the queen. And sometimes, though, you need a little motivation to get your marketing going. So why not hear from some of the best in the marketing industry with this free ebook? You're going to hear from Chris Rogan, Seth Godin, Guy Kawasaki, Steve Garfield, so many more. So you can download it for free. 101 awesome marketing quotes at HubSpot.com slash rise to the top. That's HubSpot.com slash rise to the top. And now on with today's episode. So welcome everyone to the rise to the top where we're going to learn something new from the world's most awesome people. I'm David Seitman Garland and excited to be joined today by Michael Stelzner, founder, creator of Social Media Examiner and the author of this new amazing book, Launch. Hello, Michael. Welcome to the show. David, thanks a lot for having me. So I got to read your accolades here real quick. So you're, because this is what I love about you, Michael, is that for people that don't know that you're not only someone that has walked the walk, now you talk the talk with the book. And let me explain. You're the founder of socialmediaexaminer.com, popular online magazine that helps businesses answer social media questions, all kinds of great content on the site. And more impressively, and I want you to correct me if I have anything wrong here, but more impressively, the company went from zero to a million plus in revenue in less than one year. Correct. And now has, and in the first year, or give us a scope, subscribers, I know that you, you had somewhere around, was it 40,000 email? I, I, refresh me on the right. numbers of subscribers that, uh, with Social Media Examiner. Well, we're at about uh, 19 months right now, and uh, we have 86,000 email subscribers. 86,000 in 19 months, which is incredible. And you took all this knowledge, and you put it in a book <laughs> to teach other people how to do it. So today we're going to talk some specific tips in the book to quickly propel other people's businesses beyond the competition just like you did. So let, let's hop right back into it and, and just get into sort of these big principles and maybe an example of each. So the first mm -hmm. tip is that you, you mentioned that you need to embrace the elevation principle. So, so what is that principle and, and how does one embrace that? The elevation principle says that if your business is a rocket ship, kind of like this, your goal as a business owner is to navigate this thing into new frontiers. And content is basically what is the fuel for your rocket. People consume it, and the more they consume it, the faster you go. And basically, the formula for the Elevation Principle, David, is very simple. It's great content plus other people minus marketing messages equal growth. Great content, you know what it is. It's those how-to sure. articles, success stories. Other people is what you're doing right now. You're tapping the minds of experts, and you're bringing them to your audience. This is what so many business people and bloggers don't understand is the power of getting other people involved. And the last thing is subtract out those marketing messages. When have you ever been to a, a wedding sponsored by Nike? When have you ever opened a present that was wrapped in, Sounds in advertising? Sounds kind of fun, honestly, but no, I haven't been to yeah. one. Sounds kind of fun, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the idea is marketing is actually friction for your business. The more you market, the less people are going to pay attention. So if you can put those marketing messages away and cage them, then people will receive your content as a gift instead of a lure that's designed to get them to do something. And in your experience, 
with Social Media Examiner, I'm going to ask this kind of with each of the tips because I think it's great to have an author that has done all this, you know, as opposed to just talking about it randomly, is, is so how did you apply or maybe just give us one quick example of how you applied that elevation principle to Social Media Examiner when you were getting it going? Well, one of the things we did was we went out there and we interviewed a bunch of experts at a trade show. We went to Blog World. We brought a video crew with us and we banged out about 15 interviews with people like Chris Brogan and a number of high-profile social media folks. And then we released that content on Social Media Examiner over a period of months. As that content came out, it was great for our audience. And a lot of these social media gurus paid attention. They started sharing it with their audience. It brought more people to us and it helped us grow really fast. And we also didn't sell anything to our audience until we had at least 10,000 subscribers. Oh, interesting. Well, we'll get into that in a, in a second here. So first tip, got to embrace the elevation principle. The, the second tip is develop an outward-focused mindset that inspires the content creation process. Big sentence there. So can you break that down? Maybe give us an example of sort of what that means. Yeah. If you think about your business as a rocket ship, Instead of looking at what's going on in your industry and saying, oh, I got I to gotta do what everybody else is doing, look in different industries mm. and look outside your window, so to speak, to see if you can get ideas and creative inspiration from other places like Chipotle Mexican Grill. I was inside there the other day and I noticed that they've got um, tacos and, and salads and burritos. But when you look real close, all the same ingredients go into all of them. And Delicious. if it's uh, in a bowl, it's a, it, it's, it's a salad. If it goes in a soft shell, it's, it's, it's a burrito. So I got the creative idea, okay, maybe my business should figure out a way to take some of my content and wrap it a little differently. Mm -hmm. Maybe talk about it in audio or talk about it in video. So if you can look outside, look in other industries, and I can give you a quick example of, of how I've done it for one of my businesses. Perfect. Um, White Paper Source, which is one of my other businesses, uh, this was back in, 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 the, in the early 90s. I had noticed that... Uh, I went to. I bought a piece of software. I went to their website. I noticed they had kind of a forum set up, and this is back when forums were becoming popular, where you could post questions and get answered from engineers. And I sure. said, "Wow, maybe I can take this same technology and add it to my site, and all of a sudden create a community in which people can come and they can learn from the experts." And that's what I did. So just look outside your window for ideas and inspiration means really just looking in different industries and trying to figure out creative ways to bring their ideas to your business. That's a great tip because I think sometimes we get stuck being in our own little bubble and it's nice to kind of step outside. That's, that's good advice. Number three, this is a super important one that is often overlooked, is identify key role models that could become tomorrow's, that's an interesting, tomorrow's strategic partner. So, so what, what does that exactly mean? Well, um, I'll give you a quick example by story here. Um, back when I started my writing business, um, I was focusing on white papers and I learned of this guy named Andrew Goodman mm -hmm. who wrote a book on Google pay-per-click advertising. Someone said, check out this thing called Google and it was brand new. So I started reading this guy's ebook. I started noticing how he had these really rich newsletters that he sent out to all of his subscribers that purchased his ebook. And I noticed how he was drip feeding, if you will, his customers and prospects. And I thought to myself, wow, this is a really cool guy that I should track. He seems to be constantly pushing the envelope. Mm -hmm. So um, eventually what I did was when I had 4,000 people on my list and I hadn't even sent out my first newsletter, I, I went to Andrew Goodman and I said, hey, Andrew, would you be considering writing for my list? I've got 4,000 subscribers. He said, 4,000 is pretty healthy. I'd be happy to write for you. 
So my premier newsletter had Andrew Goodman writing about the power of using white papers and pay-per-click advertising. And he ended up becoming someone who was a strategic partner. So those are just examples of, you know, find people that are doing something really creative that you admire and start modeling your business after them. That way you don't have to reinvent the wheel or start from scratch. And I think possibly a little mistake, that I, and I like how you word that in, that in that sentence, is you say tomorrow strategic partner, not today. Because I, I see too often people trying to skip those steps that you just mentioned. Right. right with the ebook and things like that where they don't even really know they just know that someone appears quote unquote important so they're going right. to reach out and try to shove something down their throat to do and, and we know that that that's a quick way to uh destroy your rocket ship blow it up and then go into the uh, stratosphere right you got to build relationships that's key to everything and i had previously sent andrew endorsements of his book and had some email correspondence with him so he kind of knew who I was I didn't just come out of the blue and that and that leads right into the next tip so the next tip is exactly that it's a, and it's more specific though build relationships with outside experts who will gladly help you grow your business so so maybe tell us uh, specify a little bit on that and then I think this would be good to talk about sort of the, the what to do and what not to do in terms of examples because you see too many people now trying to really what we just mentioned just go out put the cart before the horse, if you will. David, when I started Social Media Examiner, I had maybe six months of social media knowledge. I was a total nobody from nowhere. I knew that I needed to reach out to people that knew something and that had access to the audience that I was interested in. And I had to figure out a way to make it valuable to those people. Mm -hmm. So in the beginning, I was working with people like Jason Falls from Social Media Explorer, Mari Smith, who wrote a book on Facebook marketing. And what these experts, by the way, have great knowledge in their head. If you can figure out how to interview them, just like you're doing with me, and ask them the right questions, it's a lot like you become um, David Letterman. You know, whenever right. a movie comes out, the movie stars are willing to go on a show as long as they can pitch their movie. But David, as long as he asks about the movie, can ask about anything else that he wants. Mm -hmm. So when authors, for example, have new books out, they're prime suspects that go to them and say, hey, I would love to interview you about your new book and why you've got them on the line. You can talk to them about things that are related to the book, but perhaps that your audience would be more interested in. Tapping the minds of these experts doing great interviews, they love it. Some of them will point their audience back to it. It's a mutually beneficial thing. Even if it doesn't lead to a relationship, at least it'll lead to great content, which should be the core of what you're trying to accomplish when you bring experts to your audience. And, and a quick kind of side question on that is that you did this so incredibly well without really being, a, I don't want to say player in the game, but, but you had a brand new site. You know, you had a brand new site and you convinced some of the people that you mentioned that were, were at, the, at the very top of the game to take a, I don't want to say risk, but, you know, come associated with it. Why do you think that they chose to do that without really knowing if there was a ton of visibility or things like that? Is it because you knew them from the past or what were some other things that maybe came to First, I leveraged my network, as mm -hmm. you know very well, works well for you. Yeah. Se secondly, I made sure I did something for them before I ever asked. So... I was already kind of well known in the world of marketing because of my white paper stuff. I had right. 25,000 people on my email subscription list. So I interviewed a lot of these folks and I got them exposure via my white paper world. And because I was a known entity in that world, it wasn't a big risk for them to participate with me in this new world. And this was a world where they were very familiar with it and they, they knew that some of the peers that were involved and it made a lot of sense to uh, experiment. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. So moving on, three more tips here. Make sure we get this. Lots of good stuff that people can use. This one's an, another, they're all important, so I don't know if <laughs> they're all important, but this one's very important too. And this is more site specific uh, on your website. But you talk about social proof 
uh, employing social proof so visitors turn into faithful fans as opposed to the visitors that come in, they're there for five seconds, or they read one article never to return. Uh, what, 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 to explain a little bit about that. Social proof is um, like the McDonald's sign that says 99 billion served. Uh, it, is, um, it is some sort of a mechanism used on your website to help people think, wow, other people just like me find this important. At Social Media Examiner, we use it all over the place. The retweet button on every article is social proof because when people go to the site and they see that the article has been retweeted 300, 500, 1,000, 1,200 times, that sends a message to them that this must be important if hundreds mm -hmm. of thousands of people have clicked the retweet button. Uh, other things that we do is we have a little um, uh, image off to the side that says um, join 80,000 plus readers and sign up for our daily email blast. So people assume that if 80,000 people are getting the daily email blast, it must be worth it. So I'm going to go ahead and sign up for it too. And in our emails that we send to people, we say serving 86,000 email readers daily. Mm -hmm. So that decreases the likelihood they're going to unsubscribe because they realize so many people get it already. Maybe I should stick with it. And I, I, you know, we use this with the rise to the top too. You know, you can see things like uh, media article mentions, logos of you know big companies, things like that. And, and there's a variety of different things that go into it. Going a little further into it, it, it makes sense when you have a when you have an eighty thousand person audience, or you know, when we have one hundred and fifty thousand people watching the show, it's very easy to use those numbers as leverage. What about someone that's maybe starting off and they're kind of getting there? I mean, you know, because nine email subscribers and counting, you know, what I mean, <laughs> might not be might not be as impressive. Um, okay, maybe social proof can be do to kind of show social proof. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, what you could do is you could, um, uh, you know, you got to start somewhere. I mean, you could put the Facebook uh, like badge on your website, and it shows 500 fans. You know. Yeah. That's nice. On your Facebook page, and it shows pictures of your friends that you happen to recognize. Um, that's awesome social proof because when you see that Facebook like box and you see that some of your friends happen to have already been to the page, that's incredible social proof. So you don't have to have big numbers, you just have to have some sort of number. And in the beginning, for a social media examiner, it was, you know, 2,000, it wasn't 50,000. So want, you gotta I want start someone. Somewhere. I want someone to put up nine email subscribers and counting. I want to see what happens. <laughs> by the way, uh, I want to see that happen. So, last two ones, and these go together, uh, like Thelma and Louise, random example. Uh, but tip six here is creating and using primary fuel. And I want to give away tip seven because I think we can contrast them here. Tip six is creating and using primary fuel. Tip seven is creating and using nuclear fuel. I can't even pronounce the word. You know what I mean? Nuclear fuel. Fuel. <laughs> yeah, I was told there'd be no uh, pronunciation. So let's go with six first. So this is the primary okay. fuel. Uh, primary fuel is like gasoline in your tank. Okay, okay. every couple of days you got to go fill up your car with gas so you can keep the car moving. Primary fuel is the content that you regularly create for your business. It has about a seventy-two hour shelf life. So if you create, for example, a how-to article or a video interview like you're doing right now, um, that interview will will be popular for about three days. So what that means is you need to constantly be recreating uh, interesting content to bring people back to your feeding trough, if you will. And these kinds of things include how-to articles, success stories, uh, contrarian stories where you might share the dark side of Twitter, um, things like you know interviews with experts, reviews of books, that kind of stuff. That's primary fuel. Mm -hmm. And you can start off just maybe two or three articles a week. But if you can get to the point where you can produce an article every single day, these, these things will work and kind of overlap each other. So one will be, if each one has a 72-hour shelf life and you've got one every day, then 
you can see kind of the power compounding effect of many of them. Mm. What's great about it is that people want to come back to get that kind of stuff. That's what brings people back time and time again. That's how you grow your list. Now, nuclear fuel is uh, slightly different. Just like in real life, nuclear fuel is much more complicated. It's used less frequently. And nuclear fuel you want to use when you need a boost for your business. So like when you're just okay. launching or when you have a new product announcement. These are things like uh, reports that are based on surveys. Like we did the social media marketing industry report. We do one every year where we survey thousands of people who create a free report, about 40 pages long, give it away for free, no registration. 40,000 people typically write about, read, about, read about it in a, in a matter of weeks. Hundreds of blog posts, Wall Street Journal, we show up everywhere. Contests are another example of nuclear fuel um, where you get people excited and you have like a multi-stage competition kind of thing. Like we have the top 10 blogger, social media blogs contest where we ask for nominations. We get judges like Scott Monty from Ford Motor Company or David Merman Scott and basically go through this stage of awarding a winner. They get a badge. They put it up on their website. It links back to us. It's this big to-do. It's a lot of work, but it has a very long tail and people get excited about it and, and search engine results are also a big deal. If you Google social media marketing, we come up number, on the first page of uh, that phrase because of the survey that we've done. So when you mix up infrequent use of nuclear fuel with primary fuel, it's kind of a content strategy to help you keep growing your business and bring new subscribers to you. Let me give you an example, and you tell me if it's primary or, or new, nuclear, okay? Sure. So here, here's an example. Right. This is one of my favorite. Oh, go for it. I have, I, I have coffee right here. So uh, here, here, this was one of the more creative things I've seen. I think it was this year. Yeah, it had to have been this year. Uh, one, because it was an ego thing, which is why it works. But it was a, a, a woman that did a list. I believe it was called like the 20 best-looking male bloggers. Or something like that. Okay, I swear. Okay. And, and this thing went crazy viral for for many reasons. One, because if you're on the list, and I guess she was blind, so she chose me. But is that is that you, you, of course you're gonna promote it because there's an ego there's an ego thing in there, you know. And I think it brought a lot of a, a, a attraction and attention to her blog for probably a, a decent amount of time. Would you see that as falling into one of those two categories? Yeah, that's primary fuel. It would have been nuclear fuel if she asked people to nominate and there was a multi-stage uh, okay. process. Perfect. You follow where I'm going with that because just randomly assigning people like Procter and Gamble did for Father's Day, um, who's the all-time best TV dad? And they had Bill Cosby and they had the guy from the Brady Bunch, and people went through this process of elimination, and it was this big to do, and it, it and it went over a period of weeks. That kind of thing is more of a nuclear fuel. What you're talking about is really a, a form of primary fuel that 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 can still have a longer tail, but is not as you know, sophisticated and elaborate as having people make nominations mm. and finalists and all that fun that stuff. That makes a lot of sense. So, Michael, as, as we wrap up, and, and we're going to give away a book here in, in a second, too, and explain that, but any kind of final thoughts for people that are going to really use this this advice in, in the book of anything else that they should maybe know before they go Just and pick do up? Just do not let the fact that there are other people in your world doing the exact same thing stop you. If I, if I let that stop me, when I, in 2009, October, when I started Social Media Examiner, there were thousands of social media blogs. Do not let that stop you. It can be done. You just have to have a formula that works, and you just have to find some people that are experts that are willing to work with you and just go for it. My encouraging word is just do it. That's, that's all, hey, that's, that's great advice, and don't be scared of all, all the people that are, that are doing it in a different way or in the same way. You know that That's not really what it's all about. It's what you want to do. So... Uh, Book is launched. Michael, we have an extra copy 
that we're we're gonna, we're gonna give away the book. Let, let's talk about how we're gonna give this away. Here, yeah, I will. I will get a signed copy to. Um, well, you you talk about how they're gonna. Uh, the prize is an autographed copy. Oh, an autograph. So it's even a step up now. They're getting an autograph yes. copy. They're not gonna get my random other copy. They're gonna get yes. an autographed copy here from Michael Stelzner. Here, here, let's do this. We're gonna test your promotion skills. You that you right now. So here's the deal. The most creative way of promoting this interview right here is going to win the autograph copy. Now here's here's how you do it. Do anything you want just in the show notes in the in the in the comments below just let us know what you're doing. Just let us know uh, here's a link to it or, or show us some, a picture or evidence whatever it may be and Michael and I will look at it and, and we'll decide who the most creative one is and they're going to get an autograph copy and then they're going to get to launch it. So sound good Michael? Awesome, David. All right, I can't wait to see what, what folks come up with with this. So, Michael, wish you the best of luck. Uh, thanks Thank for coming on the show, and, and good luck with the book, and good luck with everything. You're a gentleman and a scholar. So are you. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate it. Michael Stelzner here on The Rise to the Top. Reminders, you can subscribe, find out all kinds of information. Come on back. We'll see you next time. I'm David Seitman-Garland, and remember, if you want some fluff, you know what to do. Go pet a bunny. And thanks again to our good friends at HubSpot. And just a reminder, you can pick up that free ebook, 101 Awesome Marketing Quotes at HubSpot.com slash Rise to the Top. It's HubSpot.com slash Rise to the Top. It's free. It's awesome. Enjoy. See ya.